Now, Mrs. Waters and our hero had no sooner sat down together than the former began to play this artillery upon the latter. First, from two lovely blue eyes, whose bright orbs flashed lightning at their discharge, flew forth two pointed ogles. But happily for our hero, hit only a vast piece of beef, which he was then conveying into his plate, and harmless spent their force. The fair warrior perceived their miscarriage, and immediately from her fair bosom drew forth a deadly sigh. A sigh which none could have heard unmoved, and which was sufficient at once to have swept off a dozen bows. So soft, so sweet, so tender, that the insinuating air must have found its subtle way to the heart of our hero, had it not luckily been driven from his ears by the coarse bubbling of some bottled ale, which at that time he was pouring forth. Many other weapons did she essay, but the god of eating, if there be any such deity, for I do not confidently assert it, preserved his votary, or perhaps it may not be dignus vindici nodus, and the present security of Jones may be accounted for by natural means, for, as love frequently preserves from the attacks of hunger, so may hunger, possibly, in some cases defend us against love. The fair one, enraged at her frequent disappointments, determined on a short cessation of arms, which interval she employed in making ready every engine of amorous warfare for the renewing of the attack when dinner should be over. No sooner than was the cloth removed than she again began her operations— First, having planted her right eye sideways against Mr. Jones, she shot from its corner a most penetrating glance, which, though great part of its force was spent before it reached our hero, did not vent itself absolutely without effect. This the fair one, perceiving, hastily withdrew her eyes, and levelled them downwards as if she was concerned for what she had done. Though by this means she designed only to draw him from his guard, and indeed to open his eyes through which she intended to surprise his heart. And now, gently lifting up those two bright orbs which had already begun to make an impression on poor Jones, she discharged a volley of small charms at once from her whole countenance in a smile. And not a smile of mirth, nor of joy, but a smile of affection, which most ladies have always ready at their command, and which serves them to show at once their good humour, their pretty dimples, and their white teeth. This smile our hero received full in his eyes, and was immediately staggered with its force. He then began to see the designs of the enemy, and indeed to feel their success. A parley now was set on foot between the parties, during which the artful fair so slyly and imperceptibly carried on her attack that she had almost subdued the heart of our hero before she again repaired to acts of hostility. 
to confess the truth, I am afraid Mr. Jones maintained a kind of Dutch defence, and treacherously delivered up the garrison without duly weighing his allegiance to the fair Sophia. In short, no sooner had the amorous parley ended, and the lady had unmasked the royal battery by carelessly letting her handkerchief drop from her neck, than the heart of Mr. Jones was entirely taken, and the fair conqueror enjoyed the usual fruits of her victory. Here the graces think proper to end their description, and here we think proper to end the chapter.'